Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast. On today's Michael Brew, we talk about ranking engine recommendations. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. Well, uh, today we kind of, on a, for our Michael Brew, we want to have a, a brief conversation um, using our board game ranking engine. So if it's not a tool that you're used to or that, that you've heard of before, although we, we've talked about it on the podcast, it's it's a you know it's a tool we have on our website that uh, users can submit lists of, of games that they've ranked, whether it be the top 25, top 100. And overall, the, the system will kind of aggregate all that data for you and kind of show overall, like for like, for example, today we're going to be talking about the top 25 games of 2020 so far on the BGRE, right? And so we're just kind of going to look at those games. You know, we're going to let the, the board game ranking engine suggest games that we should play, right? So if we haven't played it and it's in the top 25, it should be something we're at least, we need to at least look into, right? Proper Brian, do you kind of want to tell us a little bit about, um, a little bit more about the ranking engine? And maybe, I know we, we've had a couple minor tweaks to it. You want to kind of mention, mention what's going on behind the scenes real quick? Sure. So like Gary said, the ranking engine is a system that allows you to import a list of games and then it shows you two games at a time and you pick between them and you keep picking and you keep picking between, you know, two games that show up until finally it spits out a a ranked list for you of, you know, here's your here's your favorite games in order. Right. Along with that, behind the scenes, what it does is it takes all of those rankings that all you people have done. And it, you know, calculates and tabulates like how all those games are doing against each other. We have had a couple different ways we've calculated this in the past. And admittedly, it's something that, you know, when, when I first decided to, to put this in it, it was something I wasn't really knowledgeable about. I was just trying to, you know, kind of feel my way through what's the best way to do it. And, and we did, we did fine. It, um, but I feel like the longer we've gone, the more, you know, yeah research I've done and I've kind of figured out some better ways to, to actually calculate these rankings, you know, kind of uh, across a bunch of games. Right. And so we, we landed on something called the Bison average method, and it allows for you to compare games that have relatively few rankings to games that have, you know, a whole lot of rankings. I feel like the, uh, the resulting list is more accurate and it allows uh, games that have been ranked fewer times to actually, you know, show up on the list where I feel like they should be. So, okay. Um, so, and so this is not, this is just a little bit of a tweak behind the scenes, right? Anyone using the, the ranking engine, they yeah. didn't really see any change. No, if you're just ranking your games, you're not going to see a change, but if you go and look at the rankings, you'll see, I mean, you're not going to see the change, I guess, but you'll see the, the ranked list according to this method. Okay. So we're, we're just, it's just a minor behind the scenes tweet. And so just kind of jumping into the list. Um, and this is, I'll tell you this, the, uh, the top 25 games here. I mean, there, there's some awesome games. So people using this are, are, you know, raking a lot of really great games and um, there's some awesome games up in here. I'm, some of these I'm really excited about. I guess, I guess we should say that like, there's been over a million items ranked this year that's yeah that's how much data is going through this thing so so yeah this isn't like us and our friends like hey, these are games we like this is there's a lot of data here right yeah there there are games on this list we're going to mention that have been ranked you know over you know close to six thousand times this year yeah uh, so the you you would you would see the you know the averaging of of all that you know come out and and so we feel pretty confident with uh with this yeah. with this list yeah, we feel feel like uh, it's it's valuable data. It's at least res- it's respectable. 
Right. Yeah. And it's not our list either. Right. This is y'all's list. This is yeah. the people, the, the yeah. people out there's list. So yeah, the people use uh, BGRE users. This is y'all's list. Uh, number 25 here. And I'm interested to see if any of you guys have played this one. Uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom. I mean, has anyone here in this group played that game? I know uh, just Brian, you like a lot of the West Kingdom games. Have you played it? Actually, I've only played the new one. So I like I like their uh, the North Sea games that they came out before. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So Shem and those guys, the designer. So that, that's but, a um, different series then. Yeah, it's uh, this is a different trilogy, and I know a bit about Paladins. When uh, Viscounts kickstarted, it it really kind of I guess eclipsed the rest of the West Kingdom trilogy for me. Kind of the same way Raiders eclipsed yeah. the rest of the North Sea trilogy for me. So this isn't one that. I, I was skipping to, but I would play it for sure. Uh, okay. It's it's actually I've heard really really good things I've about it. I've heard really great things about it as um, well. Yeah, I'm not certain yet how since Viscounts is so new how it'll stand up. Uh, I, I need a few more plays of it, but I would like to play Paladins for All sure. Right. So we've got interest in this one. So maybe maybe at some point in the next year, we'll we'll uh, in 2021, you know, we may we may report on if if we know anyone who's got a copy or if we pick up a copy. All right. So number 24, uh, Brass. Uh, Lancashire. I believe this is the version that what's being ranked is the second edition, essentially, or the new edition of of the original Brass game, right? That's right. So, have any of you guys either played played it in either in, uh, of its incarnations, either the original Brass uh, or the one that came out in 2017? I know there is Brass Lancashire and Brass Birmingham. Have Have you guys played Brass Lancashire? Uh, no, okay. no. I've had to admit that I've not played a Brass game. I. I want, I want to, to play, play a brass game. And yeah, I'll bring, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I will, I will come back to brass. Well, we'll, spoiler alert, we'll be coming back to a brass game later on in the list. So we'll, we may or may not. So um, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of leave that there. Um, number 23 is on Mars. Now I know uh, Shuck and I, you not played on Mars. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of it? Uh, I liked it. I'm terrible at these games, but um, yeah. It was very interesting. I like the traveling back and forth between Mars and the was it the space station or whatever. Yeah. I like that that idea. Uh, and it was kind of neat when like you were the one who stayed behind and everybody went back up to the space station, and so you got a little bit of advantage yeah. in some things, but then you were kind of disadvantaged in other things. It yeah, you, you maybe didn't get the resources you needed. It, from the space station, but you got, we were doing down there doing all the great yeah, actions. So that, right? that concept was fascinating. That was the thing I, I liked the best from that game was just the yeah. two different areas of the board that you could do things on. I'm quite spent with this one. I need to get another play in. I have to admit, I haven't got a lot of plays in mainly because this is the kind of game that I do not want to play online uh, via the online implementations. I just feel like a uh, heavier game, like a heavier Euro like this. I am just a little, um, once everyone already knew the game, I'm a little intimidated by trying to teach it, say via like Tabletopia or something. And so because of the pandemic and let's just say 2020, uh, I haven't got any more plays of it. I actually talked, spoke to a mutual friend uh, of ours, proper Brian, Jeff. He said, you and him have a standing date when yes, things kind of clear up. Uh, and I said, well, look, <laughs> I will be, I will, I will. I will find my way into that game. Like I will, I will just show up. You won't invite me, but I'll show up and I'll be there to play on Mars with the two of you. Yeah. It's sitting on my shelf. It came in like right at the, I guess before the the pandemic really hit, but yeah, he texted me and said, Hey, when, when you're ready, I'm ready. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Uh, so this so this is one that the, the, the Pope's playing at least has some generally favorable impressions on. I know I'm I want to play. I want to kind of dive into the depths of this game quite a bit. So yeah, so maybe we'll have more to report on that one. Here's one I don't think number twenty two is one I don't think that I to my knowledge we haven't played. I have. Has anyone played? Oh, you played too many yeah. bones. Oh, what would you that think of it? At, uh, oh, I want to know. Was at Criticon. Yeah, Shuck, Shuck played it. He played it with Scott Morris. Yeah, oh, he played Scott it loves it. Our, Scott, our friend Scott Criticon. loves too many it books. Was, and I was like kicking myself. I got I got trapped in a different game, and I, this is the game I wanted to play. It was actually yeah. quite fun. Um, I mean, it's a it's a little long, but it has some very unique dice rolling mechanics. It really does. I mean, really? you, each person has their own dice, and like all of their dice do different things than other. I mean, it's like. It's like playing some sort of an, an RPG or an MMO RPG or something where really? all of your actions are determined by the dice rolls that you have. And then you can, you know, level up your characters, kind of like Descent, where you're getting new powers and things. So you're getting new dice that you get to add to your collection and you lock them in to do different. It's pretty fascinating. Um I want to play this game pretty bad. It, it's really, I'm it's really good. It. it really is. So many times. I've never played it, but I've... <laughs> If it wasn't so darn expensive and I could get more than the base game, I would have already bought it. But it's just one of those that I can't just. Well, and it's buy. it's one of those where Scott has like all the upgraded pieces and everything right. too. So it's it's like I don't know that I could ever play my own copy that's not as fancy. <laughs> so now I want to play this. Now you're just what you were telling me. I'm like, why would I not want to play well, that? And way? like the the cool. so the board itself. Uh, when you're doing the combat is is pretty interesting so like you have this stack of chips that's representative of each character's health and so when you attack them like you remove the chips and they slowly diminish and it's very like a tactical kind of almost abstract in the attacking and placement of your characters too so it's 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 a pretty good game so that's number 22 too many bones apparently shuck says it's pretty good the rest of us need to get on board (laughs) and uh you know, uh, play this game. If anybody wants to call this game, email us at pubmeeple.com. I would love to pick it up from you. Yeah, pubmeeple at gmail.com. I will, we'll find a trade for you. Yeah. Uh, so Concordia, number 21 is Concordia. Um, I, I, I know we've all played it at this point, have we not? To a degree. Yeah. I think Shuck's yeah. play was I still need subpar due to the online. I need to play an in-person game of this still. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. I've... Hey, next time you and I get together, we'll do a two-player it's... Britannia map. We'll be good. Okay. So I mean this is this is I will say I think I feel safe saying generally positive vibes from the pub. Like I love it. I know no three yeah. of us like it. One of us has had just one kind of mediocre play, right? I think is that probably yeah. fair. I did um, not like yeah. the online implementation. Yeah, but I think I think in in person I think you would like it a lot more. Our Abilene group really latched on this game. There was a time when they were playing it every week that they just kind of had this. this we kind of went through a phase where everybody in Abilene was playing Concordia, and it was kind of it was really cool. That's beautiful. That brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. So number twenty, uh, Everdell. I know I I hear a lot of people talk about this game. I have never played it. I, I hate to admit it. I feel like, hey, should I be a podcaster or not play This it? is on one of my high I want to play lists. I, I know very okay. little about the game, but it looks very interesting, intriguing. Oh. I just, I want to play it really bad. Chuck, we charge you with playing this game and reporting back to us. And, you know, then then pulling the rest of us in. That's how that works. So one person plays it and they go, dance, puppet, dance. You must play with us, you know. And then, uh, you know, so if you play it and you like it, I'll have to play it now, Shuck. So 
It's one of those that when we travel to like a con or something, everybody has it in their bag. And then you feel like, <laughs> like, well, I don't have it in my bag. Yeah. So number 19 um, would be a feast for Odin. Uh, you know, it's usually Rosenberg game. It's a worker placement. It's got a little bit of the, uh, what's it, the polyominoes, right? Where uh, kind of the, the someone's got like the game of patchwork, patchwork built in. Yeah. Yeah. Have not played it. Has anyone played it? And then B, is it, does anyone want to play this I've one? Um, kind of actively avoided it. I just, I think there's too much going on. I like Uwe Rosenberg games. I used to, and I've, I've been a big champion for his games in the past, but I look at this one and Shuck hit the nail on the head for me. Like, I, I think there's so much going on. It looks, it looks a little bit intimidating, right? And a little bit overwhelming. And I'm not sure if it's too much, but then I see it at number 19 on this list. I'm like, well, maybe I need to find someone who owns it and at least play it. I don't know. That's one I want to necessarily acquire at this point, but maybe, maybe I'll try to, maybe Shuck can play Everdell. That's his goal. I'll try to play a Feast for Odin at some point. I'll play a Feast uh, for Odin with you. I've not been a big Uve fan, but I would say this, oh. like I like his older designs better. So I feel like, you know, like Agricola was like Uve Rosenberg in the Injustice for All Days. And then yeah. and then this is like his Black Album. It's hey, just not as what's good, wrong with the Black know? Album? Yeah, yeah what's <laughs> wrong with it? <laughs> That's more like St. Anger is what you're saying. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that, uh, well, Underwater Cities, I know uh, proper Brian, I mean, I'm sorry, just Brian, you've actually played it. I have played any it. thoughts on Underwater Cities? Do we need you, to play it as, a, it as a group? I mean, um, I'm not going to advocate for this game, but I will say uh, for those of you who love terraforming Mars, um, I think this is a better game. You have a little bit more worker placement that share board space you know, is, is more about a worker placement than it is about um, some, some hex control. And then your personal tableau is more like the hex control aspect. You, you get to kind of build your own little city that no one can mess with and you get bonuses. Okay. Um, I had more fun with underwater cities than terraforming Mars. Okay. Hey, fair enough. All right. So that's, well, that's at least one, one, one founders. Now uh, I kind of want to try it cause I didn't really care too much for terraforming Mars, but, uh, that that actually sounded like something I might like. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, if you love the the campy art of Terraforming Mars, you get to keep the campy art in Mars oh, because okay. it's just well, as bad. Just so. you kind of ruined it for me. Uh, yeah. I think at one point when I saw <laughs> well, the well, dude, well, well, well. when I saw the dude in the orange uh, Star Wars flight oh, jacket, no. yeah, you totally ripped that off of some, you know, overseas Star Wars rip off. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, how about, great. how about number 17, Clank Legacy Acquisition Incorporated? I hate to admit it, I've never played a Clank game. And has anyone else played either a, a Clank game or this one, Clank Legacy? I've played a Clank game. I have not played the Legacy version of it. Um, right. I enjoyed the Clank game. Uh, it was, I think it was the very first one. All right. And it was it was fine. It I'm was tempted. Fun. Um, I, I, I kind of want to pick one up, but I, I don't know which more. I don't know where to start with at this point. I don't so, understand why it's number 17. I guess it's the legacy aspect to it. Um, but anyway. All so. right. We'll move it on. Uh, we'll, we'll just move on next. So may, may, that's a maybe for our group, perhaps, and uh, an acrony. Uh, so I'm, I, I, Proper Brown, I'll let you speak on this one. You own the cop, copy of this game. Um, what, what are your thoughts on an acrony, your, your quick thoughts on an acrony? Man, it is so much fun. It, I mean, if you want to throw your engineer to get him for his water, you know, like pull the wall, the water out of him. Like, what, what do we call that? We were like dehydrating. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, well, it's like you're sending people back in time. You're sending a request back in time for resources. But eventually 
uh, you got to pay the piper and you have to send stuff back, right? And um, this is a really kind of meaty Euro game with a cool time travel element. I mean, what what's yeah. not to like about an acronym, cool, right? Cool I is, is this the one with the cool minis? Yeah, you just said it. The cool minis. I, yeah. I still want to play this. Why haven't we played this? Yeah. Chuck, I think you'll like this one. Uh, I think this one's kind of right up your alley. So, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. If you like worker placement and you like, I don't know, like you said, the time travel thing is nuts and yeah. it's so good. It's really oh, yeah. well implemented. Yeah. I'm horrible at it, but it's really well implemented. All right. So, number 15, Mage Knight Ultimate Edition. Have any of us played Mage Knight? And I, do we have I played Mage interest? Knight a long time ago. Yeah. And it was fun. Time? It was fun. Then I, I don't quite understand the hype around it. It's, I think it's one of those that, like, as the more you play it, the more interesting it gets for you. Okay. Well, Th- there were some interesting things about it for sure. But it- okay. So, and I, I've heard it's great solo. And for me, that's probably one of the main reasons is, is the complexity of the game. I didn't like it's, it's, it's the barrier and probably the barrier for entry for most people. But obviously, it's number 15 on the, on the board game ranking. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pretty clueless on what, what is this game exactly? What kind of game is it? It's kind of like you, you've kind of like got this overworld. It's kind of like an overworld dungeon crawl game, like almost like the one that you made. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but you're you're a character that is running across this overworld doing adventures, hmm. you know, trying to level up your character. And I mean, it's neat. Uh, I, will, I will say this. One of the things that like when we got it out, the rule book, the text is so tiny because they're trying to fit so much on, into it. It's pretty massive. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't it's, know about that. There's a ton of rules in it. Yeah. So. It reminds me of like if you were trying to make like an RPG simulation, like like your video game style, yeah. you know, Breath of Fire or something simulation or an analog to a board game that you can even solo play. Yeah, everyone talks about it solo. I'd be willing to try it, but I'm not at this point. I'm not going to pony up the, the funds for it. You know, um, if someone has it and wants to play it or said, hey, you try this solo, I, I would definitely consider it. But yeah, so so you but you tried it. Proper variety said it was pretty good. Maybe something we might is it something you might want to you know revisit I, at any point i'd play it if someone wanted to but it's not something that i'm really right. interested in well this next one i'm interested in uh is concord number 14 is concordia venus which i did not know i guess i was i, I i've never played the venus expansion but is it standalone is it truly standalone uh, uh, just fine. It does a couple things. Um, it brings you up to six players, but it's a team-based game, which is, uh, that's not the reason why I got it, but it, it's apparently a good reason to get it. If you played a lot of Concordia and you have six players, I've actually heard good things about a six-player game uh, okay. playing teams. Which normally I would, I would jump, I would wouldn't touch a six-player game with a 10-foot pole, but Apparently, this makes it possible, right? Right. I'm told. I'm told it's it's fun. It does give a alternate card draft board where the major resource is no longer cloth but wine. So it kind of switches up some of the oh, resources okay. as well, wow. and it's optional. You can overlay it or you can keep it off. So I like that. Um, all right. So number thirteen. Moving on. Viticulture Essential Edition. Um, this is kind of timely because I know if you listen back to our last uh, our last main episode. We well, we ended talking about viticulture a little bit, but um, so I've never played the essential edition, but I have played viticulture with some of the Tuscany stuff in there. Has anyone played the essential edition of viticulture? I have. Okay, it. so the Brian, proper Brian, and just Brian have played it. Yeah, that's um, the one I called, but I do think it's a good edition. If you like viticulture, minus all the Tuscany elements, it's it's a good buy for just getting okay. all the I thought that wasn't the essential edition like incorporated part of the Tuscany into it or yeah. part, but not part, the board. Okay. Yeah. 
it not the board which Gary likes the board but it, it had like the mamas and papas which in it. to me the mamas and papas which is essentially just everyone has a, a different starting starting board starting amounts of funds and starting resources to me mamas and papas is like you don't play without it very low rules overhead and as i understand it most of the central edition uh things they pulled over from tuscany were pretty low rules yes, overhead right that's, that's true okay so I mean that's one. So Viticulture is a game we, we've enjoyed, and I know I've, I've been waiting to get to number twelve, for, just for proper Brian, Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition. All right, try to keep it limited to a couple minutes. No, uh, seriously, proper Brian, tell us tell us a little bit about this game. So uh, Twilight Imperium, if you don't know, it is a four X game. So it's like a like an Empire Builder kind of game, uh, with lots of little mini- miniature spaceships and dice chunking and politics and trade and a tech tree you know so you're you're upgrading your race and trying to take control of the galaxy right it's like it's just a big uh, and i would recommend it if all that sounds interesting like all these uh different aspects piled into one thing into one game and you have like um, half a day and you have a day (laughs) yeah if you if you have a day to sit down and do it then i i highly recommend it I'm I'm jealous that two of you have played it because I would like to just experience this game one time and next time it happens I will um I'm gonna try to make it. So yeah, I, have, I will. You, have you played fourth edition, proper Brian? Uh yes. Okay. This is one of those that I want to play just to say that I played it, but I really have no yeah. like uh, it's not super high on my list to spend that much okay. time on a game that <laughs> I, I'm not super big into the four X to begin with, so it's but, but I want to play it to say that I played it. That's the only reason. <laughs> uh, but I love your attitude because you will play it with your friends. Oh, yeah. If it's y'all, if, if y'all, yeah. y'all are going to play it, let's go. I'm taking y'all down. Yeah. Bucket list. Which I'll probably lose. I tell you what the best. I, I, what I like about this game, though, is the political aspect to it. The fact that it's objective based and the fact that during the rounds, you get to change some of the rules and we vote on it as a group. And that's that, that's, that's what makes this game a little unique, in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, the rest of it and feels you, like every other space 4X fighting game I've played. And if you don't vote my way, I'll destroy you, right? Um, so number 11, Spirit Island. I've heard very, very good things about Spirit Island. I've also heard it's a bit bit on the um, on the complex side rules-wise. Um, so I kind of stayed away from it. What, Shuck, have you played it? Do you have any experience with it? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Either, okay, so... Two things either. This is a long time ago. So I'd, either I watched some people play it or I didn't finish a game of it. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I really don't remember that much about the game in general. But maybe I played yeah. it. I don't So <laughs> don't we remember. have a possible play. I remember it being, yeah. uh, I remember it being kind of interesting, um, but that's that's about it. I'm sorry, I don't have much more to give. I know there's some uh, there's a lot of people that really like this game. And so I, I would like to try it, but I'm, I guess it just hasn't drawn me enough. I mean, and kind of what Chuck was saying kind of makes me wonder if I need to need to at least go go watch a playthrough of it or something. You know, I mean, you said it was interesting, right? So t- the number ten game is uh, it's Americaibo, which is by Alexander Pfister. I actually was a little interested in this game, and then I know uh, just Brian, you you would kind of look into it. And it was one that you weren't really excited in. Did I talk everybody out of it? I'm not saying you talked me out of it, but you talked me out of it. Um, I'm not saying you did. I talked everybody out of this game. I'm no, sorry. I, I've heard some other 
podcast. I haven't love played it, it, so that's okay. I, I I read some up on it, and I'm kind of interested in it now. So uh, I, I seriously, I don't even remember yeah. this. It's 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 what's the theme? Is like is it kind of a pirate? Um, <laughs> like Age of Sail. So like, so think of a yeah Age of Sail, a uh, Caribbean designed by Alexander Fister. Oh, that's that's why Brian Brian's really picky about these. He wants like the perfect pirate game. That's the problem. I do want the perfect pirate game, and I love Fister. He's he's like my game my game designer crush. Yeah. And so when I looked into this game, I really felt like this is going to be perfect. I think it didn't really live up, at least the on paper, didn't live up to my expectation. I haven't played it yet, and I've heard great things about yeah. it. So I I looked at it, and what I wasn't quite excited about it. But you know how sometimes those games. You get excited about a game and it doesn't really add up. And then other times it's vice versa. Right. You look at a game, you're like, I'm not sure about it. And then all you hear is positive praise for it. And so in this one, that's the case with this, with, with this one. I want to play it and I um, I most likely will. If I get in a, on a game, someone that has it, I'll let you know. Um, because I know you might want to. So so from what I understand, it's kind of a – he implements – uh, some aspects of Port Royal into it. He implements some aspects of Great Western Trail, and he, and he implements some aspects to Mombasa. So, kind of what he does. Mombasa, you say? It sounds fun, except except that I would almost rather play Mombasa, Great Western Trail, and Port Royal. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of like I don't know if I want all those in yeah. one game. Well, so it's so, a Frankenstein pirate game. Yeah, but but put <laughs> like the pirates pirates <laughs> with bolts in their neck, yeah. kind of yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. I would no, I'd play that. Um, you know, so I'll play that yeah, game. Put a, put a pin in this one. We may have something to talk about. Or a bolt. Yeah, a bolt in this one. We may, we may have more to talk about it uh in 2021, right? Uh Wingspan, which is number nine. I should say number hey. nine is Wingspan. Um yeah, I, I, can I can I summarize our thoughts on uh a, it's a fine game. It's a fine <laughs> game. That's a good way yeah. to put it. It's a it's, fine it's, game. It's a fine game. I don't know that it's necessarily for us, but but probably Ryan, you've had a lot of fun with it with you and your wife. Yeah. My wife my wife really loves it. And so it it's fun for me because it's obviously an opportunity for me to get a, a game out with her, right? Yeah. And she loves the art in it and the the theme. And I think that's why it's it's so popular. It it can appeal to a lot of people and definitely appeals to her. So in that respect, it appeals to me as well. Yeah. Well, good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I like the engine building because I like engine building. So yeah. I'm not opposed to it. I think it was a good game. I, I would be willing to play it again. So number eight, Gaia Project, which is essentially, as I understand it, Terramisca in space, correct? That's that. That's the general gist. I know that there's some additional tweaks that they did to it. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly what they are. But uh, it's one I, I like Terra Mystica. And when they announced the Gaia Project, it was one that was like in space. That's that's for me. Right. I like space games. I like sci fi. So yeah. it's one that I really want to try. So you have it here. Robert Brown's ordering it now and he's going to report on it in two weeks. <laughs> um, God, no. Uh, so is it one if we can get a game together of it, like some, with someone we know or um, if one of us. Oh, can... I'd play it in a heartbeat. And OK. Yeah. Hey, look, it's number it's number eight on the board game ranking engine. I, I want to at least try it, right? So number seven is one I'm I actually want I've been actively trying to get a copy of because I missed the Kickstarter, uh, which is it's Patch Premier, the second edition. Proper Ryan and I have played a, a two-player game of the first edition of Patch Premier. Um would you say it was it was pretty positive impression on both of us? Yes, it's it's yeah. one of those experiences that made me go, I wanna 
I want to figure this out. I want to learn. Yeah. It definitely got its hooks into me. It's one that I didn't really completely understand. Yeah. In that first play, but it's one that I want to understand. So, so, so kind of piggybacking off of our main episode, what are, what are PAX games? Cause it seems like there's a lot of them. Well, what is they're, they're, they're published by um, mainly by Phil Eklund, although he's, he's had some other people design them a couple of them over the years. But they're published by Sierra Madre Games or Ion Games Studios, and they the past games tend to be uh, like his deal with like a historical period in time. Um, although you've got Past Transhumanity, which takes place in the future now. Um, now there they've got another one coming out, Past Viking. But they tend to be, I would say, and because uh, Just Brian's played played Past Renaissance, they tend to be fairly meaty games that deal a lot with like uh, politics and, and like influence and various, various time periods. And in Pax Premier, it's in, it's in Afghanistan and you're basically trying to curry favor with uh, like the warlords, the, um, the Afghani warlords, the Afghani government and, and Russia, I believe. And so it's, it's very much like a political, uh, political game but it's I don't know, there's there's because there's there's armies and troops in there. There's some battles, but it's more about the threat that the army that wielding that army um, gives you, the power it gives you to, to wield that threat. I'm quite smitten with what I played of them. I, I so this one is I hope in the near future to be able to re- report to you guys at least what I think about it. I'd be curious to play because considering this is number seven, uh, yeah. it seems like this is the highest rated of of yeah. the PAX games. I will say this: I would rather Dune be skinned in a PAX game than the Dune games we yeah. have. Because I think Dune is all about political intrigue. I feel like it's it's got all these really interesting factions that are that are vying for control and you and it's it's got the military aspect, it's got the political, it's got the religious aspect. And I really would like to see PAX Dune. I mean, I think that would be like my favorite skin, and I would be the first in line to buy. Yeah, it, that'd so. be definitely be pretty cool. Uh, so number six is Great Western Trail, and then number five is Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Where'd you go? Hey, yes. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let's just oh, skip over it. Roll, back, roll, roll, roll back. All right. Uh, so uh, short short story. Uh, Shuck is kind of cool on this game. Uh, just Brian loves this game. It's one of your favorite games of all time. I don't right? hate the game. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just don't prefer. You should play yeah. it, but whatever, no. you know, whatever no, you like. It's, it's a definitely, it's an incredibly good Alexander Fister game. We have played it. It's a, I would say, even though Chuck's kind of cool on it, it's still a one that the pub generally has a, a positive uh, experience with. Correct, generally, correct. three or four of us, right? Yeah. All right, number five, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. I've gotten to play it. I want to play more of it. I, I kind I of got to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it the other day in uh, Target. Um, is it proper? Just Brian, how would you explain it? Like, is, is, is it not? It's not quite Gloomhaven light, but it's it's um it's kind of like that, right? Yeah, it's it's Gloomhaven less commitment. Okay, there we go. That's good. And so I have some experience with it. I actually really like it. I want to get back into playing that campaign with my children. But, um, you know, I, it, we kind of put it on hold because school has been, uh, you know, school dominates our, our time. Um, but, yeah, it's I think anyone who likes Gloomhaven should, should try this game out. So y'all knowing me being more of the medium lightweight kind of would would this be more along the lines than just regular Gloomhaven? Or Yes, this would be 
Well, yeah, I didn't know if it was a lighter game or if it's just, like you said, less commitment. No, no. It's less commitment. Your sessions are going to be just like Gloomhaven sessions, but the campaign is lighter and the, the introduction is easier. Okay. Like it, 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 it slowly brings you into the yeah. mechanisms as so, opposed to just dumping you into a game. It gives you five five missions to like fully get so up you, to speed. Uh, and so like it, it introduces a mechanism each each mission. Obviously, you would suggest Gloomhaven over this then because it's more... No, not necessarily. No? it's. Uh, I think the $50 tutorial is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Gloomhaven <laughs> draws the line. It's, it stands on its own. Okay, I, so I it's, a, it it's it. an expensive tutorial. Gotcha. Yeah. It stands on its own. It's. I, I would disagree. I would say but it, it stands on its own. No, no, I'm messing. I actually haven't played it. I bought it. I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, right. but, but from what I know... We we played tons of Gloomhaven and I and I've heard good things. You get characters you don't get in Gloomhaven. You get content you don't have, and I would say is, more Gloomhaven is always good. But it's designed after they've they've improved on the system, right? It's the third publication from Gloomhaven, so in a lot of ways you're going to find something a little bit sleeker and and, and shorter. If you don't want to, if you don't want a long term commitment, you you know you don't want to publish your clearinghouse commitment, then this is this is a great one. Keeping us moving on on the list, number four is Scythe. Yes. The pub loves Scythe. Yep. Right. Yes, we've played it. Yes, we like it. It's great. Um, it's yeah. fantastic. You've got some reservations, Gary, but but the uh, the others of us like it. Yeah, but I mean, overall, the pub loves it. I I have a little reservations with it. I'm not not. I wouldn't even say reservations. I just it hasn't like hit for me as strongly as it has hit. You know, all all the checked all those boxes for you guys, but that doesn't mean I don't think it's a good game or, or that I don't see its um, its impact in the, in the, in the industry. Um, I think Scythe is, 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 it's a, it's a good game. Uh, yeah. So and I know that the pub really loves it. The rest of you guys do. And then number three, Gloomhaven, I would say, um, I know, well, you and I talk often, uh, just Brian, about being in a Gloomhaven group. Proper Brian's played it, like an intro game to it, right? Can I suffice it to say, like, Gloomhaven's pretty awesome? It deserves a number three spot, you know? I think it's really uh, interesting. At that, least that three, yeah. That that this and, and the, the um, Jaws of the Lion are so close to each other. Like, I mean, I, that is, I would assume yeah. that they're being ranked, like, back-to-back, basically, in people's rankings. It means people lo- are loving them some Gloomhaven, and I, I, I think for good reason. Uh, I think so. My um, only critique, my only critique is I wish it wasn't so gloomy. Nah, uh, that that joke. I think his like next should be joke. happy. Happy. Do you haven. like it more Haven? Happy, <laughs> happy Haven. Yeah. I think Happy Haven should be his next one. All right. Well, well, well note to self. <laughs> email email uh, Isaac Childress. Isaac, uh, no, no, we're we're yeah, we're talking about it. We're talking yeah. about it. So. Yeah. Number two is Terraforming Mars, which I find it interesting. We've all played it. We're kind of, is, does anyone really love it? Like, I, we were a little cool on it. I liked it, probably more guys, but I, I ended up pulling it. I'd play it again, and uh, I liked it. I, I don't, I wouldn't put it that high, but um, it's it's still a good game. I, oh, man, I I don't have good things to say. I, I just, um, artwork's bad. The, the It gets to the engine building aspect of it it gets to a point where there's so much of it that i'm just not having fun anymore there's too much to keep up with for me man i just i wanted so much more based on the hype or it's not even really hype it's just based on the love i guess 
so many people enjoy this game. I was really expecting. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe I went in expecting a lot and I didn't get yeah. what I expected. I think this one made me a victim of the hype for us and that. And I think it's what maybe for me, Scythe was for me. It's just, I went expecting, I went in expecting something that I didn't necessarily get. Right. So number one, uh, we'll just kind of bring this microbrew to a close here. Number one is Brass Birmingham. Can I play? <laughs> me too. Yeah, I've played it. <laughs> I have a copy now. I want to play Wait, with you guys. You have a when copy? Able, I do have a copy. Why now. have we not it's, played this? Um, well, it's a recent acquisition. I, I was taught this recently, and I loved it. I think it's great. It's got your pickup and deliver. It's got your route building. Um, it's got um, you know your engine building. Kind of you, you pull off a sweet combo, and and it's it's just satisfying. Man, I was it's, I was so close to pulling the trigger on this Kickstarter when they redid me this. Me too. Oh like, man, so close. I was waiting for one of y'all. Me to do too. It. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted it, but I think for whatever reason, it's two, three years ago now. It wasn't a good time or whatever. Um, I wish I had. But I will say this. It deserves the the love it's getting on the board game ranking engine. And I feel like when I played it, I remember thinking, like, Brian would like this. Proper Brian would like this. Just Brian would like this. Shuck would like this. It's a game I want to play with you guys. Like, I want to play with my friends. And so uh, we need to play it. So hopefully in 2021, things – are a little different and we can play this game and at some point we can talk about hey we, we agree it's number one or, or you guys can say hey it's trash or whatever but you know I, I do think from having played it once granted this is just a one-time play i do think um that deserves most of the love it's getting you know actually i, I really enjoy this kind of look through the uh, the top 25 here and if, if and if you're listening to this and you think this was interesting let us know we can kind of do a variation on this maybe in the future but I, it's kind of neat to see what we've played, maybe where we have some holes or things that we, we all want to kind of play. And then some of these games, you know, I think maybe some of us are like, we're, we're just kind of, um, hey, not, not our cup of tea, right? So, uh, yeah, thanks for kind of going through this and taking the time to kind of go through this top 25. Uh, and any, any kind of final thoughts before we kind of close out? I want to play Too Many Bones again. Okay. That's, that's I my to... takeaway. Like, I want to play well, it again. Hearing you talk about it, I was not excited about it until you talked about it. Now I'm like, when we log off, I'm going to go research too many bones. So, hey, thanks, guys. And again, if you have any suggestions for other topics we should cover, uh, just pubmeeple.gmail.com. Uh, and as always, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bub Meeple podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com. Our website, www.bubbeeple.com, home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember support your local breweries.